It's the Muppets Minute Show with host Nick and Andy. Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today we're talking about Muppets Take Manhattan Minute 91. Minute 91 starts with doves and ends with Oz. Mmm. Well, something nice. up. <laughs> so, uh, last week, our celebrated couple got married officially. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or unofficially. As, as officially as it could be. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, you know, there is something I did want to talk about a little bit. There, We didn't really touch upon, we touched upon the scene last week, um, but we didn't go into depth on, you know, are they really married and, and you know, what that whole thing was about. So I feel like we did. Well, a little bit, a little bit. Yes. I, I mean, we did, but apparently there was a huge, like, um, there was definitely a lot of people like in the, in the press and in interviews and stuff in the years gone by, you know, was that the actual marriage or not? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, um, you know, was it just, you know, obviously was it just on screen? Was it, was it an official marriage? And, and, you know, they're, they're, they've been coy about it to this day. So, um, yeah. you know, still, I, 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 you know, it was, a, it was definitely a, a happy scene. I will say in this scene, for some reason, they, like, Kermit still seems a little bit awkward. I don't know if you get a weird vibe from him. Oh, I absolutely do. I mean, oh, we didn't really? Talk- well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's, it's still sweet, um, and I have things to say about this, but it doesn't bother me in the same way that, like, the whole, like, faking out bothered me, like, last week we talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it does, he does seem just kind of, like, resigned, like, all right, guess this is what people want. And then, and then there are just some <laughs> this of- This is what people want. This is you, what the you, fans want. This is, Okay. The only reason that I'm saying this is obviously I'm going to bring my OTP Mulder and Scully into this discussion because I feel like they're being very vague about it and they're being very like ambiguous about it, which was like the entire jam for the X-Files for at least at least several, several years. Right. Mm -hmm. And here it's like even they're even getting married and it's not like there's anything wrong with calling the person that you're getting married your friend, but it is a little strange that he seems so resigned and his quote is how else can anything end hand in hand with a friend? And then he kisses her on the cheek and it feels like they're very, very much leaning into the idea that, well, it's not like this is a real marriage. We're just buddies, you know? Yeah. And, and it feels like that to me, um, like from, from a, from a production standpoint, that's like, we're not going to like land on one thing or another. We're just going to be like, okay, this is the way this is the way it is and and poor piggy is like standing here in her wedding dress and kermit is just like all right whatevs and i don't know i it the whole thing has always just rubbed me the wrong way like he seems fine with it but when you get married you shouldn't be fine with it you know what i mean <laughs> so that's kind of why the whole thing bothers me and then at the end they sort of like they they sort of change tax by having this nice passionate kiss but then they change tax again when piggy pulls away and kermit looks almost disgusted with the fact that he's just that she's just kissed him 
you know? He does, doesn't he? Right? Space. So it's weird because we always give credit to how good they are with, their, with, with showing the emotion in the face. So when Kermit is showing this obvious like, like emotion of like, it's not a happy emotion. And we know Jim can make Kermit look anything he wants to make him look. Right. So why did he choose this face? Yeah. Like, and I get it. It's sort of like I can also read it. And here's the thing about well, I can also read it this way. But I can also read it like he's just kind of dazed by this passionate kiss. Like I can, I can read it that way. But I, I, I don't. I don't read it that way because no. of the, because of the context that they've given us. You know what I mean? Because of this relationship and how it's been treated the entire length of this movie. Like so, Kimmy, uh, Kimmy, Pig. <laughs> wow, Kimmy, Kimmy. That, that, that's their that's their shipping name, right? Kimmy, her name, yeah. Kimmy, yeah. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Piggy looks almost surprised to get this little kiss on the cheek by Kermit because it's like. <gasps> Yeah, Aww, Kirby. because he she gets so little from him. I mean, yeah. it, it, like uh, people can make fun of me for all they want to, but she really does. She gets very little out of Kermit and their relationship. And so anytime he throws her a bone, she's just thrilled about it. And it's 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 kind of upsetting to watch. I don't know. Mm. I, I, I enjoy healthy relationships. So when I see like unhealthy relationships, it makes me kind of sad anyway. You know, yeah. Even I mean, if it's puppets, it still makes me kind of sad. <laughs> I go so far as to say they really don't have a romantic chemistry here at all. No, no. And I feel like they did that purposefully, especially when you look at the scene in um, Caper when they fight with their fight by the lake. Yeah. That scene is just full of chemistry. Mm -hmm. And so I know they have it. And I mean, I'm trying to think of other scenes in this movie where they really have it, but it's just all of it is just Kermit being particular, being like just awkward and. Well, the train scene. The train scene was very sweet. You're right. That's a good example. Um, the train scene was very sweet, but it also helps that they're not talking like they're in the middle of a musical number. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of like they're allowed to be slightly um, melodramatic and romantic. Mm -hmm. um, in a music number and so I don't know I, I don't know I just feel like it just kind of annoys me when they they do this and they don't they don't let you earn what you want to earn in in these sort of situations and I, I know that I'm reading too much into it Nick I get it I don't need no, all the hate not. I don't need all the hate mail guys but like I seriously sometimes when you're watching like a wholesome movie like this you just want to have your happy couple at the end and even as a young child it always rubbed me the wrong way and i know i've said this a dozen times already but it still rubs me the wrong way i don't like it mm. um do you like the doves flying around the church that had to be complete chaos i think this entire scene is total craziness and i it reminds me of the scene in the muppet movie with the the theater Mm -hmm. In the in the opening and the and the ending of the Muppet movie when they're in the theater and where we were always talking about how hey the more things that are flying in the air and the more things that are moving around it just makes the scene so dynamic and Muppety yeah um so yeah I I dig this entire bit with everybody cheering I think it's great the random hats getting thrown up in the air even though nobody's actually wearing a hat there are hats being thrown into the air which I find impressive and penguins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta love those penguins. Always throw a penguin when you don't have a hat to throw. 
there are definitely some people wearing hats. I don't know if any of the hats being thrown were from anybody's head. That's my point, is all of the hats being thrown are not not any hats that anyone is wearing. They're just like random hats. Yeah, that's it's, fantastic. And this pig is still wearing a hat, which I happen to notice in the close-up of all the pigs shouting. And these pigs, I must say, are very thrilled that Piggy is finally married. Well, yeah, yeah it's about time. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. I uh, made an honest woman of her. Um, so, somewhat. 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 Uh, so yeah, I, I could just imagine the 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 scene on set though, like with with doves flying around, and because I'm guessing this is all indoors, so you're having these doves fly around on in a soundstage, right? With yeah, I mean, performers and trying to do their thing. And they look real. They're real oh, doves. Yeah, I think they're I mean, totally real doves. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're definitely real. But you know that how they train those doves, like they can easily train them to like flap around for a little bit and then just like go back like i feel like they do that all the time in movies because does just they're like hey this is our job that's what we're getting not paid for so we'll see if we see a dove trainer credit in the yeah uh, later <laughs> oh on we this have week. to look for that you're right we have to yeah. look for that i love it um anything else before we leave the church i mean uh you know we talked a lot about all the different muppets in the church already um, what do you think of this? Um, yeah, we. Don't, I don't think we need to cover them anymore because I feel like we've covered all of the yeah. Muppets. But what do you think of this shot of them floating away in the moon? I love it. Me too. I think that's I actually, a good way to end it. It is very cute because the the moon, I feel like, also symbolizes just the whole idea of like Broadway and nighttime and nightlife and the, just the lights in the air. I don't know. I, it gives me this whole Manhattan vibe. I don't know. I, I really like it for that, too. It feels kind of like a nice bookend for the beginning of the movie. So It also just feels really classic to me, like in some weird way. Like, like I feel like it's, uh, it also kind of grounds the movie because it's not any kind of wacky ending like some of the other films. And it's just you know, kind of a nice ending with the, with them floating up to the sky and then the, the end being written out on the, onto the screen. Um, yeah. It's just very classic Hollywood. It's in it, it, very Broadway at the same time. It's, it's very theatrical. And then how the credits come up, how you have the New York skyline kind of move up into frame. It's just, it's yeah. a very cool way to, to bring the credits up. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's actually a decent effect. Like it really is like, cause the church fades into the background and the moon yeah. scoops them up. Uh, it's actually a very well done effect for, I guess, for the time as well. Definitely. Now I have a random question for you, Nick. Oh boy. Cause we're looking at the New York skyline here. Yeah. yeah. Um, forgive me if I forgot already, but you've been to New York, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. What's your favorite building in New York? Oh, favorite? Um, I don't know if I necessarily have a, a, a favorite. I, I guess I always like like the New York Public Library in that, that setting. And that, I, I think that's oh, very Oh, so it's like not even like a skyscraper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've always been partial to the Chrysler building, so I just wanted to give it a little shout out because okay. I'm pretty sure that in the middle of this skyline, that's the Chrysler building back there. Looks like it, yeah. 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 No, I was just curious. 
I feel like everybody's kind of got like a, a favorite, favorite New York skyscraper or building, but mm. I just love architecture. Anyway, sorry. Tangent. Continue. No, that's fine. I, I got I, I got a tangent about the skyline to go over tomorrow too. It's more Ooh. it's more prominent tomorrow, so I'm gonna save it. So people are on the edge of their seats waiting for oh, me. Oh well I'm excited. If you're gonna talk about like skyscraper skyscrapers, yeah. I'm down. Yeah, maybe you'll know the answer. it's a it's a really it's a question that I've had for a while. Okay. Um, so let, let's take a look at the, uh, we only got a couple credits here, Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Uh, we do have the together again, instrumental looping into the background, uh, here during the credits, which I think is a, a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and well, you kind of mentioned it, uh, before we move on to the credits, um, I guess you did kind of mention this when you said it was more a friendship thing, but. Kermit's last words here in this film are what better way could anything end hand in hand with a friend? See, you do want yeah. to have married your best friend, right? But this seems yeah, more no. friendly than romantic. Well, and I, like I said, that's yeah. actually a really, really nice sen- sentiment for a healthy relationship. Mm. But I don't get that from this. Ah, so nice. that's why that's where it goes awry for me. Yep. But yeah, in general, I mean, if I take that line and sort of apply it to the whole gang, I can I can enjoy it in that way, you know? Yeah. So, of course, Jim gets first credit from Muppet Performers for Kermit Ralph, Dr. Teeth, Swedish chef in Waldorf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then Frank Oz gets uh, the credit for Miss Piggy, Fozzie, and Animal. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about this interview I found on on YouTube. I was looking around for some behind-the-scenes stuff on Muppet Steak Manhattan, and I came across this Frank Oz interview from uh, the YouTube channel Michael Killen TV. And apparently he produced this local cable television show back back in the 80s when... Uh, Muppet Steak Manhattan came out, and I guess the the show he was on the the host of that show got to interview Frank Oz, and it's very when you watch this interview, I'll put the put the link in the show post. But um, if you watch this interview, it's very like local cable TV, low budget uh, interview yeah, type style. I was wondering the same thing. I was like, who is this guy, and what is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy's very subdued, kind of, yeah, unpolished interview, to say the least. But Frank Oz does talk about some very interesting things. And if you watch the video, you get to see some pretty cool behind-the-scenes shots, right? Um, I, I, yeah. I love the shot of Jim Henson on the, on the roller, kind mm-hmm. of with Kermit walking over to Jenny on the streets of New York. Yeah. Uh, so you get to see everything around that. But the really cool one, I think, uh, as far as behind the scenes, was that shot of uh, uh, the the Muppets on the stage kind of doing the, the Broadway show opening number. And yeah. you see all the performers and uh, dancing across the streams, all the monitors there, and you just see how they're doing their thing. And it really, like, I, I, had, I watched it a few times because you really watch and see how they performers again something you don't really think about they have to know they have to be it's choreography 
I mean, they have to know where everybody else is. They have to do their thing without watching everybody else because they're watching the monitor. They're paying attention to what they're doing. And they have to just trust that everybody else is moving spatially where they need to move. Yeah, honestly, like I, I have to appreciate that. It's hard enough being like a human being and moving around and maneuvering in your own space. Like to, to, to take that a, to a different level and not only have to, you know, deal with all these other people around you, but you're this added element of you're dealing with a completely different entity's space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's really remarkable. And the more I see these behind the scenes shots, the more impressed I am with what they're able to accomplish. Like, honestly, when you watch that opening shot of them dancing on the stage, you don't think of all of these people underneath that are shoulder to shoulder, just Mm -hmm. trying to kind of move along in sync with each other all simultaneously. Like you, and you, and you shouldn't, because if you don't think about it, then they're doing their job. Right. So, but it is really incredible. And that was a great, um, little little shot there was also a shot of the muppet babies right where yeah it was this entire platform that they had built and um that that interview was really great we'll have to link to it in our on our site for this episode but frank was talking about how it was more difficult to work the babies because of their proportions were different Mm -hmm. you know like some of the the limbs were harder to maneuver and it was different to to act that like they had to completely do a different sort of acting, which you don't really think about, but yeah, of course they would. And he talked a a bit about how Jim Henson kind of created a different way of, of performing puppets and, and shooting them on camera. He talked about how uh, Jim kind of developed these tight shots for the, uh, on the, on the Muppets that, uh, where you had to have these real subtle moves and everything. And you had to really, um, uh, kind yeah. of really show that emotion. I think that's where, you know, we, we always talk about the emotion on the faces and, and everything and, and the little tiny moves that make it real. And that's, that's really what makes the Muppets so great. He wasn't afraid to, to do these shots and that, that you would do in a real production, you know, with real human actors. He wasn't afraid to do that, but then you had to figure out how to, how to move the Muppets to make, to make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, he also talked about how uh, the, the Muppets, I, I thought this was interesting because he, he said that, that the Muppets movements aren't really natural. They're, they're, like high energy and it's just a totally different performance style that you have to learn in order yeah. to do this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of cool things in here. I also thought of, of no, cause he was specifically asked about the cameos and he gave an interesting answer. He said that they received lots of flack for the Muppet movie cameos being there just for the name value alone. I was so, wondering what you were going to say about this. Yeah, so he chose to uh, fill, use the cameo roles to actually fill, fill real characters that were in the movie, basically just real casting. Um, I vehemently disagree with that because I think what makes Muppet movies so special is that you had these these cameras and they worked. I mean, it's not like they were, it's not like these celebrities were there necessarily to just deliver a one liner. Um, they, they, they yeah. were fun little characters. Uh, so I, 
I don't know. I really disagree with what he says about that. I feel like what Frank was saying was just kind of trying to be diplomatic. That was my read on it. Like, I feel like he was kind of backpedaling a bit, like trying to defend what they did when he didn't have to, you know, because I feel like what they did was fine in the Muppet movie, you know, in the, in the earlier ones. Like, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, the whole idea of having a great cameo is to have a great cameo. You know, you want to have somebody in there who people recognize, who they can remember that scene. And the Muppet movie did that to great effect. Um, and, you know, the Muppet caper even to a certain extent. And this one really just fell short in that area. And, I mean, if what they were trying to accomplish was to put, characters in roles that they would fill they you know they did a great job but you're still gonna list you're still gonna remember that Joan Rivers scene as being Joan Rivers you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it was made for Joan Rivers so in my opinion it's not like it's a different situation it's just sort of like a like a sort of lower tier celebrity group Mm-hmm. And I don't even consider it lower tier because Joan Rivers is not, but and even Dabney Coleman, who he brought up in the interview, is not. But like, it's just less known people because they're Broadway people. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about that. I agree with you. I feel like I I didn't quite agree with that take, and it's hard to disagree with Frank, but <laughs> I kind of did. <laughs> well, I know this. Um, you who know. are these people giving them flack for Steve Martin cameo? I mean, come I on. No, right? Like. That's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, It's almost like I I wonder if if he was I mean, the the Muppets are known for celebrity cameos. I mean, celebrity guest stars on on the Muppet show and then uh, obviously in the in the movies. And I, I, I wonder what made that interviewer even ask that question, because it's an interesting question to ask unless you. It's a question I would might ask today because I'd I'd question you know why were those why were those people chosen why were you why did you choose to go a different direction with your with your cameos um, in right. this movie because it's a very obvious different direction um, so yeah um, but they but they went a Broadway way and we'll, we'll get actually more into that tomorrow because uh, we have some credits that will kind of lead us to that discussion so I, I'm going to save a little bit of that till tomorrow. Um, you know, do you have anything about, uh, you know, Jim or Frank that we haven't said yet? I mean, we've talked a ton about them. And I know this isn't Oz's directing credit on the screen right now. But, um, you know, any final words about Oz's directing? I mean, nothing other than I've already said. I mean, I yeah. do think he did a really good job directing this movie. And I feel like in future podcasts, we can talk about his directing career and how it progressed um because i i think that he is a very talented director but i also think that maybe there are different things necessary slash required for a muppet movie that he maybe doesn't have quite a handle on the same way jim does which is understandable because i don't think anyone has a handle on that more than jim Um, But I do think Frank is a very talented film director. And I think he really tried hard to make The Muppets Take Manhattan into like a film film, you know, not just a Muppet film. And I feel like he succeeded. I really do. He did. He took it that that next step because in the in the first movie was definitely just about getting the Muppets out into the real world. And you could see how they tried to progress that idea as they went on. And this was 
this if like really if this was with human actors i mean obviously there'd be some script changes but if this was with human actors like you can look at this and say the way it was filmed the there's just the feel of the film i know that's really vague but just the feel of it and, and we said this at the very beginning it's a very 80s type film right when the right when the opening credits roll and you have that that flyover of new york like you're like oh this is this is an 80s film it yeah. could be any 80s film and it could be any 80s comedy uh realistically um and, and it's just this just happened to have muppets in it. and you really can't say that about the other films the other films were muppet movies where this was a right. movie with muppets in it uh, yeah I no yeah. i know exactly what you're saying and i agree <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for uh, minute ninety-one. Uh, minute ninety-two uh, and on are just all credits, but we do have lots to talk about. I have I have uh, lots of material. We're going to talk a little bit of this week about the uh, behind the scenes uh, Muppet uh, little special that was on HBO um, in the eighties. So we'll talk about that. We have. Uh, some random things about the New York skyline and some fun facts about different people we pick out of the credits. So uh, do you have more John Cleese fun facts, even though he's not in this movie? Oh my goodness. Remember all the John? Oh, that was a blast. Uh, I could find one. I'll find one for you. (laughs) Please do. All right. Well, uh, everybody uh, join us tomorrow for minute 92 of Muppets Minute.